Welcome to Pirate Talk Radio, your podcast for Sea of Thieves news. There's always something to talk about, whether it be patch notes, whether it be bugs, whether it be exploits, whether it be cosmetics that personally I find beautiful, but ugly at the same time. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Talk Radio. I am Davram, and all of you are the wonderful listeners and audience. So thank you wherever you are and however you may be tuning in. I appreciate that very much. And if you haven't done so already, go over to the YouTube, Pirate Talk Radio on YouTube, hit a like, hit the subscribe. We had a hundred subscribers on the YouTube. We actually get to put the name in the URL, Pirate Talk Radio. So Even if you're out on the podcasting apps, go find the episodes on YouTube. Please, please, please. I love you very much. If you do, please go over there and hit the subscribe button um, just so you can, uh, just so we can get that URL. I would love to get that URL so it's easier searchable and things like that. So thank you very much for everyone. And we've got a tradition that has now been started for the past couple episodes, and that is Davram makes mistakes. Davram makes mistakes and gets called out on them, turning that monitor off because it's blinding me. Davram makes mistakes, and he gets called out, right? So a few corrections from last week. One, the Pirate Legend weapons and the arena will be live until March 10th, which I believe coincides with around the start of Season 6. I'm not going to say it's the start of Season 6, because I'll probably be wrong about that, and then I'll get called out again and have to do another correction. I'm sorry I messed that up for those of you who are depending on me for dates and stuff like that. Don't do that. Okay, normally I get the dates correctly. Normally. I check them twice. I'm like Santa Claus. I make a list and I check it twice, three times, four times. But you know what? I missed this. So March 10th, uh, which is about um, 10 days. By the release of this episode. So uh, if you want to get the weapons, if you want to get any of your arena skins, or you want to just have one last hurrah in the arena, make sure that you uh, that you go over there by March 10th and get anything and everything that you wish uh, to get out of the arena through accommodations and things like that. March 10th. That's when it is. That's when the arena closes. And like I said, I think that should corresp- correspond with the release of Season 6, which makes sense because the game comes down. They push the update, arena disappears, and we get a new home screen. So there you go. The other correction, and both of these were called out on my stream. I know there were quite a few people that sent me Twitter messages, people who sent me Discord messages. I heard you, but I got a lot this time. So I'm not going to say individually, but I appreciate each and every one of you keeping me honest and more so listening um, and keeping me honest. Uh, but on the live stream with Captain Logan last Saturday, uh, when this episode released, <clears throat> that's uh, I got corrected a lot. So, so there you go, there you go. But thank you everyone who called that out again. I really appreciate that. Keeping me honest, I appreciate that. 
I'm trying my best I can with everything that I, I got going on in my life. I apologize that I messed up those dates. I will do better next time. I swear. Please, please don't shoot me out of a cannon because I, I won't fit in the cannon. I'm too, I'm too fat. <clears throat> so we have a an update. And I was able to play Shrouded Islands and take part in this first of what is going to be the ongoing rollout of the storyline for Sea of Thieves. I was able to play it. Uh, I was able to play it with Captain Logan on on the stream. If you are not turning into the streams, uh, Captain Logan and I, uh, Captain Logan of the Keelhole Podcast and I stream Sea of Thieves just about every single Saturday, uh, starting about 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I stream um, Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But if you want to check out Sea of Thieves and listen to Logan and I talk and debate and argue about Sea of Thieves and, and our differencing opinions about it, uh, you can come over to twitch.tv uh, slash Davram um, on, on, um, on Saturdays at 4 p.m. and play Sea of Thieves there. So, um, But I got to play through Shrouded uh, Isles, um, and I wanted to talk kind of about my thoughts about it. Um, <clears throat> I will start off by saying this. It's good. It's not great. Um, it's good. It's not great. Um, I will put it to you that way. I didn't expect this to be some epic, long, tall tale. I didn't expect it to be some ridiculous thing because it was a mid-season patch. They told us that it was going to be, uh, they, they told us these adventures were not going to be things that were long-term as far as the length of time it takes you to you know, do them is not going to be months and months or whatever. It's not going to be weeks. Um, you know, they're, they're supposed to be short snippets of the story to push the story forward, which is something that unfortunately Sea of Thieves hasn't been able to do much in its existence is they get some story plots going and they just kind of sit there for months, um, some shorter, some longer until a tall tale comes out or until a big update comes out. And then they push them forward a little bit further and open some more storylines, maybe close off one. And then we sit there with the same thing. I think their approach this time of we get a a basically we get one new adventure each season um, to start the season off. That's going to help progress the story. It's going to help close off pieces of the story. It's going to help move the narrative that is Sea of Thieves forward. Um, and as I talked about on the live stream, I think it's because a pirate's life is out and they've got some more resources dedicated to some more things. Which is why I think we're seeing such a bigger focus now on long-standing bugs and exploits like they talked about on their podcast. And then also this kind of cadence of storyline because people have been crying out for it for a long time. Why has Flameheart been up there shit-talking for so long? Well, he's gone now. Um, um, why Why has this? Why is that? Why hasn't this happened? What happened to this? You know, people have been crying out for this for a long time. I don't think they've had the resources. Uh, to, to kind of move the story forward the way they wanted to because of how important a pirate's life was. And now that it's in our past, I think they'll be able to now put more focus on these type of things that we as the players have been desperately calling for for a long time. <clears throat> so in this first one, um, you obviously talk to Lorena. You get to talk to uh, Mango Butt herself. And uh, she tells you to to head off uh, off uh, to uh, Golden Sands Outpost, which we know from the trailer. We saw the video. Golden Sands Outpost is covered in green smoke, and it's in ruins. It's in absolute ruins. And I took probably 30 minutes 
just exploring around. There's a lot of cool things to see. Um, so if you didn't take the time to actually look around the island, I strongly suggest it. Not that you're going to see anything to like add to a lore book or anything like that. Um, but there's a lot of things to see. Keep your eye peeled to the top of the rooftops. There's things to see up there. There's like birds that are sitting on top of the rooftop that disappear and they're watching you. And the green mist is everywhere. The docks destroyed. The inn's destroyed. It looks like it looks like someone has tried to break in to the pirate legend hideout. <clears throat> we obviously know that Flameheart is very anti-pirate lord. And we find out through this story, um, which we could have all guessed based on the trailer, that Flameheart is now on the offensive. Though he has left the Sea of Thieves as far as the talking head in the sky, he's now on the offensive against the pirate lord. And it's very evident in um, in, in the Golden Sounds outpost that Forces have attempted to break into the pirate legend hideout. It's all caved in. It's collapsed. They couldn't get in. It's clear that they couldn't get in, but they attempted to get in, knowing that the only way in is through the shanty that a pirate legend has. That's the only way in. Uh, so the magical forces or whatever kept them out. But you could clearly see that they tried to break in. And... As you investigate around and, 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 and things like that, you find a compass because it's Sea of Thieves and every single Tall Tale or Story mission has a compass that guides you to wherever you're going, right? Because that's how it is and that's how it always has been. So why not do it again? It's a cool looking compass. But you take the, the compass and it leads you to Bell. Um, and Belle, I, I want to say it was Mermaid's Hideaway. I can't remember at this point what island it was. I think it's Mermaid's Hideaway. Uh, but you find Belle, and she's standing up there looking all undead, beautiful, gorgeous as a gothic undead chick can. Uh, and she starts to talk to you about how things are going and, and you know, why she's here and, and things that are changing out in the world. And she sends you on a quest and you proceed to go from to island to island and you slay phantoms. Um, and eventually you get to, um, I, I, I want to say it's Shipwreck Bay, um, is where the final kind of story part, the main meat and potatoes of the story take place. And you go around lighting fires of the damned, braziers of the damned that are scattered around the island. And it kind of shows you a sneak peek of a memory that has happened, right? Because this entire um, thing that's happening, we are not experiencing it right now. We are experiencing memories through the flame of fate of something that has happened there in the more recent memory, right? And we see phantoms carrying um, um, the, the chest of wondrous secrets. And we see this masked person who is the flame guy from Reaper's Hideaway, right? The, the keeper of flame or uh, a servant of flame. There we go. My, my brain. The servant of flame. We see him passing orders to these phantoms. And you start to fight phantoms, but they're not the typical pirate phantoms that you have fought since a pirate's life. No, these are, they look like servants of flame, right? Not quite with the whole regalia, but... More like ninjas with the Servant of Flame mask, right? 
they're still just as easy as the other ones. But then we start to get introduced to a harder phantom, which is the phantom captain of the soul flame uh, captain, which is a ghostly version of the soul flame um, uh, costume, which is a cool costume. And he's got some different abilities. Like he does the boss slam, right? It's the same mechanics that we've always seen with bosses, except he's kind of like, I would say he's like a mini boss, right? He's not that bad. He's not that hard, uh, but he does have the slam, which we haven't really seen too much. And we've got the big crustaceans who kind of do it. They do the jump at you, right? He does kind of like the boss slam where he knocks you a, a decent distance away. But again, not that hard. No new mechanics were introduced. And you just kind of explore the island and uh, do the soul flame uh, braziers and kind of see the story of of these chests that are being uh, uh, toted around and carried around and loaded on a ship uh, for Flameheart Jr. Um, oh, spoiler alert, Flameheart Jr. Um, we find out, and again, it's not set in stone, but... All the arrows are pointing that way that the servant of flame is Flameheart Jr. And when I say the arrows are pointing that way is the servant of flame is knelt down uh, speaking to Flameheart. Uh, you don't see Flameheart, but based on the uh, verbiage that is said, you can assume he's speaking to Flameheart. He might not be, but he says father. He he refers to the person or to the being as father, right? And and has the sword up as in offering my services and allegiance to you, right? So all arrows are currently 100% or at least 95, 99% pointing that the servant of flame is Flameheart Jr. Has it came out and it's like, I am Flameheart Jr. And that is my daddy and I am serving him. No, it has not. But that is the typical Sea of Thieves way, is they want the players to be guessing. They want the players to be analyzing this. They want the players to feel like they're part of this story, and they want them to be coming to their own conclusions so then they can do the picture and paint the picture and either surprise us or be like, ha-ha, we knew. Um, that's what they like to do. They've done that for a very long time, and it's it's a, it's a great storytelling method as as, you know, um, as it goes, and and that's what a lot of us players enjoy. Now, the other cr crazy thing is, and again, they can manipulate things the way they want, regardless of what the players are saying and wanting. They can manipulate us through the story in different ways. Uh, but they have said that based on what we find out in these mysteries, the story might change, and maybe they go different directions based on our choices and what we figure out. Um, so who knows what might come out, but we're definitely pointing a very strong compass right now that the servant of flame is Flameheart Jr. He is allied or he is serving his father, Flameheart, at what appears. Um, and that's where we're at with that. Um, you get, uh, I only got one of the two items for some reason, but uh, you're supposed to get two items that you pick up um, at uh, this by killing the phantoms, killing the soul flame captain. It's a tablet um, and a, I can't remember what the other item is, but there's two items and you return to Belle, hand them to her. She talks a little bit and the first adventure is over. Um, I would say if you're not dillying or dallying and you're just listening to the story and sailing, it's probably about an hour, maybe an hour and a half of content uh, if you're not harassed or you're not really adventuring around, but you're just focused on the story and sailing between your islands. So it's not a huge dump of content, right? We knew that. Um, 
I think it was a good test. I think, or not a good test. I think it was a good start. Um, I think it did a lot to 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 kind of start getting the story moving in the direction um, that we that we would like to see it, not just stalemated. Uh, but at the end of the day, it was good. It it could have been great with a few changes. One, we don't know who Bell is, which is fine for right now. I hope they they give us a little bit more about Bell. Um, and. I don't know. I just feel like there could have been a little bit more. There's still a lot of questions out there, which is, again, fine. Uh, but it really just felt like Lorena, Bell, Shipwreck, Kill Captain, Return to Bell, done. Um, and, yeah, we got some tidbits of information. We did some fighting in there. Uh, but I think a little bit more could have been nice. Uh, but like I said, it was good. It was good. It wasn't great, but it was good. Um, they could have definitely fumbled the ball. They could have definitely made it a lot worse. They could have punted on this. They could have horribly punted on this. They've done it before, and they didn't do it with this. I think they set themselves up for a good future. I think they've set themselves up on a hopefully a timeline they can execute going into season six, going into the next adventure, going into the first mystery. I think they can really, really, really set themselves up well here. Um. Uh, but I know some people were disappointed in in the amount of content, and and you know what, you're not going to please everyone, and and I think that's absolutely fine, right? I think that's fine. I I never advocate that you want to please everyone. You can't ever please everyone, especially in a game like Sea of Thieves. There's never enough PvP for some people. There's too much PVE for other people. There's this. There's that. There's another thing. It's just constant bitching all the time. And I, I just, I feel like they, they set them up, they set themselves up in a strong path for season six and for this type of feature in the future. Um, and I think they should just keep going on this, this pathway, but I will say this could get very old, very quickly for people if they choose to come out with um, an adventure that is a little less than what this one is, right? This is to me the benchmark. This is good, not great, and it needs to go up from there. I don't expect them to roll out a tall tale in a month, right? I don't expect that, but I don't expect it to be any less than what I got this time. Uh, if it's less story or less time, less content, I will call it a disappointment. I will say that they punted. I will call them out on that 100% like I always try to do. I think this was a good starting point. I think it was a good level set of what these adventures are going to be. And what they need to do is they need to keep that level set. They can't drop below it. They've got to keep it or go up, right? And if you go up, if you go up, if you make the next one or the third one or the fourth one, Awesome. Amazing. Right. Let's, let's just, it's not going to happen this way, but let's just say in a crazy ass world that they come out with an adventure that's an, is epic as a pirate's life. That's the new bar. And then next time you have to do it. So I hope rare doesn't do that. I hope they don't bite off more than they can chew. I hope they use this as a level set and, and then progress slowly from here. But I was happy with it. I was happy with it. I know some people were disappointed, but overall I was happy. And in fact, on the stream on Saturday, there were some people who said, oh, you're really going to you know, lay into them and be disappointed. And I think at the end of, of the stream, you know, I kind of talked to those folks and usually, you know me, I'm the negative Nancy. I'm the, the person on the internet that's bitching all the time. I'm the one calling it out. I'm the one yelling constantly. 
And I was able to sit there and say it was good. It wasn't great, but it was good. I enjoyed the story, and I thought it was a good starting point for this. And people, the people who were like, oh, I was disappointed, kind of came around a little bit. I'm not saying I changed their hearts and minds about it, but they came around a little bit, and maybe they weren't so poo-poo on right. it. Imagine so, me. Moving on I'm, from. I'm the anti-poo-pooer in this. really interesting. Joe Neat, you're welcome. Reddit. I am the anti-poo-poo. I don't get on Reddit a whole lot. The anti but uh, I did find this very interesting post on Reddit. You're welcome. And it broke down the world events. Um, the world events that you can do in Sea of Thieves, right? Everyone knows all the different types of world events. And now more specifically, now that Flameheart is gone, right? So <clears throat> there's a trend here. And I think Rare needs to look at this as they progress further uh, and create new world events as they really, really need to look at this and really, I, I don't want to say break the habit, but be careful because it's getting um, very obvious that um, you're doing the same thing, right? You're doing the same thing. Now they're a little bit different, but, but let's, let's look at this. So we have, <clears throat> we have ghost fleets, which are, no, not world events with Flameheart gone. They're voyages. We have fleets. We have, um, oh, what is it? The uh, Ashen Winds. So we have fleets. We have Ashen Winds. And then we have Kraken. It's not really a world event, but it happens between the world events. We've got the Meg that's, just out there, not really a world event, but <clears throat> a emergent activity. I kind of lump normal ships, normal um, uh, skeleton ships, kind of in with the with the old uh, uh, fleets, but same type of thing, right? Emergent. And then we've got Fort of the Damned, Fort of Fortune, skeletal forts. Treasuries, which, let's be honest, they're just mermaid forts. And now, coming up in Season 6, we're going to have memory forts. Which, again, we haven't seen what those are going to be. We just know they're going to be another type of fort that you can go up to. And, and Rare calls it a mini raid. I don't know what that means in terms of, of how it'll play out. <laughs> but we have fort... Fort, fort, fort underwater, fort memory, and fort. There's a lot of forts out there. Now, they're different, right? <clears throat> fort of Fortune has the skeletal phases, the captain phases, um, the boss phases, and then the ashen wind phase. The Fort of the Damned has the multicolored skeletons, and then the boss phase. Regular forts have the skeleton phase, the captain phase, and the boss phase. The treasuries have the phases and the boss phase. I don't know what memory forts are going to have, but I have a feeling it's probably going to flow in the exact same thing, only they'll be, you know, um, phantoms, right? But with the removal of Flameheart, they've removed the ghost ship style fighting out there, which, again, some people may link it to 
Um, just like the fleets, but they are different than the fleets, right? They're different. They sail in a circle, you know, they have different type of weaponry, but they're, cer- they're, they're certainly sailing. They don't defy the laws of gravity. That's for sure. Um, but I feel like rare is, is turn. I don't know if it's easier to develop forts. I don't know if that's something probably because you don't have, you know, moving ships on moving waves with moving am- ammunition, but I feel like we're having an overabundance of forts. And the reason I say that was, and again, Sea of Thieves is not the real world, right? I, I oftentimes pull on the real world because at the end of the day, Sea of Thieves is based on the real world and the, the pre-Golden Age of Piracy and hopefully soon the Golden Age of Piracy. But if we look back in time, if we look back in time, forts were a rarity. Right? They were in towns. They were guarding towns. They were guarding cities. They were guarding these outposts of trade. Large cities, well, back then, what would be considered a large city. They weren't just everywhere and anywhere. And again, the forts and Sea of Thieves are different because they have a different purpose. Obviously, the skeletal forts were, you know, built by Flameheart's, you know, soldiers or his generals, the Ashen Wind, the Ashen Lords. They're, they're different than the real world, but there's an overabundance of them. There is an overabundance of them. And I would like to see Rare step outside the box in their next design of world events, their next design of emergent threats, their next design on, on player-created forts like the Fort of the Damned, and give us something different than a fort. I think it would have been cool instead of these memory forts if we had something like the city in a pirate's life where you're fighting through the city and you get mini bosses throughout and maybe a boss at the end. I think the fort would have been the memory fort. And again, we haven't seen it yet. It might be super sweet, but it's still a fort. I think it would have been cool if we've got if we get like little outpost islands that are cities that we have to fight through and conquer or whatever. I think that would have been cool. Something else emergent on the on the seas out there, aside from just forts on top of forts on top of underwater forts on top of forts with ash and winds. I'm tired of forts. They're all the same. They might have a different mechanic from lighting up pink skeletons to blowing up golden skeletons to an ashen wind boss at the end of your long haul at a fort of fortune. But they're all still the same. The mechanics are the same. You run around, jump around, kill the skeleton, kill the boss. They're all the same. Even the underwater forts where you're fighting the sirens and you're fighting the crustaceans, and then you fight the fight. They're still the same. The crustaceans have the mechanics of the boss and then the electricity and the poison, right? Nothing big there. The sirens have their stick, their heel, and nothing different there. It's still a fort. And I would like to see them get a little bit more creative with not only their mechanics, but where we are encountering these mechanics. I'm tired of forts. I'm just tired of doing those. I still do them because I want gold. I still do them because I want to steal from others. I still do them on the occasion that I, you know, tuck. Then again, I'm not really doing them in those last two examples. I'm just stealing, but I'm just tired of forts. I'm tired of the same waves and waves of skeletons and the waves and waves of, 
of mermaids or crustaceans or soon to be phantoms. I want something different. I don't know what that is. I'm not the game designer. I don't have all the crazy, awesome ideas like they do. But forts are getting stale, and I think we're overpopulating the world with them. I really think we're overpopulating the world. Imagine an event, even though it's kind of like a fort, where it's the, 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 like the Davy Jones battle, where you've got to fight off outside, and then you've got to go climb the spire and fight a boss at the top. That's different. That combines sea and land. That's different. Bring that into the game as something. Bring something into the game where you have to battle like a navy before you can land on the beach of whatever you're assaulting. And then you have to fight through the, the whatever the mobs are going to be out in the forest. And then you have to get into the town and fight through the town and eventually kill the, the leader of the town and, and st- steal the loot. Like, I think with the pirate's life and I think with the, the things they've done, they can do that. I just don't know if they want to or just build another fort out there. I'm just tired of seeing forts popping up and yes, treasuries and shrines, even though shrines don't have combat, those are still basically the same thing. You solve a puzzle, you get some loot, you buy battle, a couple waves of dudes, you get some loot and it's just boring. And I think see if thieves can do a better job than just popping up more forts. And so it really never clicked with me, honestly, how many forts we have and how many forts we're getting until I saw that Reddit post and someone broke down all the events and all the, you know, emergent threats out there on the seas. And I realized that most of them are forts. And it just, it just kind of sunk in and I'm like, huh, well, I'll be damned. We do have a lot of forts out there and we're adding more. Well, shit. I really think, I, I really think, I believe in Rare to have a more creative mindset than that. And I really hope that in the future they start to look at alternatives to fort or fort-esque style activities. Mix it up. Take your events like skeletal fleets and a fort and mix it in a bowl and come up with something new. Take something like the city in a pirate's life, throw it in a bowl with a kraken, mix it up, and make something new. Maybe you have to defend the town from a kraken. The Kraken is coming up out of the water trying to destroy this town, and your objective is to kill the Kraken, not from your boat, from the land, chopping at its tentacles, shooting its face when it comes out of the water, using, like, some sort of cannon on the beach, whatever the case may be. Something inventive. Start mixing it up. Put it in a pot and mix it up and comes up with something new and exciting, and something that players haven't seen before. I would like to see that. Let me know if you would like to see that in the comments of the YouTube video. Hit me up on Twitter, Davram TV on Twitter, or leave me a comment, like I said. Join the Discord. You could email the show. All that information to get in contact with me is down in the show notes. Again, I apologize for the shorter episode. Sea of Thieves is in a little bit of a content drought right now, uh, so I'm just trying to come up with stuff that I has been on my mind. Um, we'll do something a little different next, uh, next week. Uh, I think I've got something, uh, cooking that you'll have to, you'll have to wait for, but, uh, but guys, thank you very much for hanging out with me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the love and support. Remember you can support this just by listening, but if you want to go the extra mile, you can check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Davram TV, or come by the live stream Davram on twitch.tv and 
Until next time, guys, take care of yourselves and each other, and I will see you next week on Pirate Talk Radio. 